KPBS On Demand is supported by San Diego Zoo Safari Park presenting Seniors Free. In February, visitors 65 and older receive free admission all month long. Guests can get up close with the wildlife, explore the habitats, take in the view from the savanna at Kajami Overlook, and more. Details at sdzsafaripark.org. I'm Parker Edison, host of the Parker Edison Project, a podcast that zooms way in on what makes a culture, community, food, music, style, sex, fashion. And we even put ourselves in, in, in groups we call each other ghetto from our fashion. Girls want to straighten their hair to fit in. They want to get into the trends that they see on TV to fit in. From the laws to the gallery walls, we explore who controls the narrative and its impact on how we see ourselves. Growing up as a child, I spent a lot of time in museums, but uh, going inside of those portrait rooms, like I never saw us. And the pictures that I did see of us were in large... KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Large part serving someone or in the background somewhere. And I kept thinking about what that message was that was sent to me as, as a kid. We talk about the values that really make America great. That's coming up next on the Parker Edison Project. KPBS On Demand is supported by Fly Homes, helping homeowners put the proceeds from the sale of their current home toward the down payment on their next one before actually selling. Learn how buyers are adding to their home buying budget with Buy Before You Sell at flyhomes.com. I want to grow the extensions in the head, bamboo earrings in these two pairs. Good morning, and welcome to the Parker Edison Project, where we explore tenets of American culture. Just might not be the America you're thinking of. This is episode one, Women on Film, and despite its tongue-in-cheek title, this episode isn't really about video vixens. It's about how film follows fashion, fashion follows film, and the real-world impacts of that. Today, we're zooming way in taking an extreme close-up shot of an important piece of fashion often seen on big screens when depicting a particular typecast. Hoop earrings. Ghetto is nothing but creativity that hasn't been stolen yet. That's Latanya Lockett. She's a school teacher and an accomplished singer and mother. She's also incredibly stylish. It's summertime hot out right now. Way too nice to be boxed in a little room doing interviews. So we're walking through San Diego's Bird Park, and I'm starting by asking if she wore hoop earrings growing up. I did. I wore small little hoop earrings, little ones. Big hoops meant you were fast. I know because my family says that, but for those who don't, what does fast mean? Fast means just a little girl doing things she shouldn't or trying to be grown. A little girl trying to be a big girl. It's funny, though, because if boys were that way, nobody would care or bring it up. Triple true. And my family says that. They say fast-held and they actually say mannish. And for those who don't know what mannish means, Siri, give us a definition. A woman having unbecoming characteristics that are stereotypically associated with men. You know what else the internet says about earrings? The internet says, if the stud is very small, undecorated and unassuming, she's telling the world that she's either a shy woman or she is very confident and has no need for ego feed. She is probably rather smart and is not seeking romantic company. 
On the flip side, dangling hoops demand attention. Hoops get their reputation as trashy because they're unsubtle, which is inappropriate and unladylike. The internet also says, women that wear large hoop earrings have a reputation for being slutty. The bigger the hoops, the bigger the whore. Whoa. Dang. Siri, what are hoe hoops? Absurdly ridiculously huge cubic zirconium men crusted hoop earrings, at least four inches in diameter. In 1922, the discovery of King Tut's tomb repopularized hoop earrings. They became a new symbol of power or status, but nobody ever associates Liz Taylor's Cleopatra with wearing hoe hoops. Nah, that's, that's reserved for another group. Urban Dictionary says, think Snooky or Rihanna. Dang, they do us bad, mm-hmm. man. Although, Rihanna says she's a savage. She has that, she has that track where she's like, did I tell you that I was a savage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's a savage? I'll wear them just with anything. I don't have to be going somewhere. I'll have a t-shirt and jeans on and put some big old hoops on. I want it to be the statement of my outfit. But, you know, they're trying to tame us. Ooh, that's... Kind of like whitewashing the savages, though. Mm-hmm. A little bit. They do it until nobody sticks out, and being different is considered a bad thing. Hmm. You ever heard of Fahrenheit 451? It's by Ray Bradbury. Or Equilibrium with Christian Bale. A more popular version is Footloose with Kevin Bacon. The whole thing of outlawing music and dancing to limit expression and control emotions? Well, Footloose works especially well because dancing is such a big part of the black culture. Just like fashion. So it makes me wonder if hating on hoop earrings is a way of discouraging our pride and self-expression. Absolutely, it works. We become ashamed of our fashion. We even put ourselves in in, in groups. We call each other ghetto from our fashion. Girls wanna straighten their hair to fit in. They wanna get into the trends that they see on TV to fit in. Um, And I, as a teacher, can't tell a black child to wear clothing from their history because they'll be ridiculed. Which is insane because 50 years ago is, let's say, the Black Panther movement, which is seminal for black culture. Absolutely. And, it's, and it is. And, but there's so many other things that are, too. But if I tell a kid they could wear gold chain and hoodie, people will get mad at me. Like, are, is she kidding? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and at the same time, like a white character in a big movie, they can wear those garments and it means the character is street smart. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a movie. And it doesn't wrap up nice, neat, and in a bow. There isn't an absolute answer. But Latanya's trying something. I mean, how many times have we heard, like, Black Pride, right? So I want to encourage my students to get into pride into themselves and what they love about themselves. Somebody asked me, what do I love about being Black? And that was such a great question, considering everything that's been going on. And I think about it all the time. And so I just, I brought it down to, like, you know, ask my students, what do you love about themselves, about you? There's so many examples of people trying to blend in and ask them to give me something individual that they like about themselves. You're asking them to highlight a quality in themselves. Yeah, we're not used to doing that. And if you do, it becomes you're conceited or, you know, we are trained to be humble, which is fine. But believing in yourself and loving yourself is like a big part of being self-aware and mature and, you know, lends to more empathy. It's just that simple. Encouraging individuality and self-expression in the micro to affect the macro. Sort of like Kevin Bacon in Footloose, a little expression goes a long way. Do me a favor. Next time you're at work or running errands, look around for hoops. Who's wearing them? Are they people of color? Are they people in power? If you see a pair in an episode of SVU or CSI, who's wearing them? Is it the cops or the criminals? I really am interested in your feedback. Send me or the gorgeous LaTanya Lockett your thoughts on the subject. Hit me on Twitter 
I'm at P-R-K-R-E-D-I-S-O-N with any insights or experiences you have on the topic. Also, if you'd like to donate money to LaTanya Lockett's SD Glee Club camp, hit her on IG at Miss LaTanya's class. The link's in the show description. That's also her music playing in the background. Click on that in the description as well. And don't go anywhere. I have my good friend Chantille Webb-Candler coming in for a quick game of Six Degrees of Sepawayans. You stay tuned. I love you. I think I always will. Even now, I'm reeling from the effect that you have on the rest of my life. I'm different now. As badly as I want to feel the heat between us, I know exactly how this is going to end. Now streaming at PlatformCollection.com is the new film short, Run Rick, a who's who of San Diego talent. Brought to you by the good people at Platform Collection. Welcome back. You're listening to the Parker Edison Project. My roommate and I used to play this game in my house. It's called Six Degrees of Separate Wayans. At one time, Kevin Bacon was the peak of popularity in Hollywood. And that may still be the case, but the almighty Wayans family has been giving him a run for his money. They've been making mad connections. And to show that, I do this thing called Six Degrees of Separate Wayans. I have a competition where somebody tries to stump me by giving me names of people they don't think I can connect to the Wayans family. And I do it almost every time. Today trying to stump me, I have Chantille Webb-Candler, who's co-owner of the Guardians basketball team, the only black-owned sports team in San Diego County and a founder of the HBCU Alumni San Diego. Chantille, what is that? HBCU Alumni San Diego. So HBCU stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. Um, these were institutions that were founded shortly before the Civil War ended, but then they took a boom after the Civil War ended. And, you know, of course, the proclamation, Emancipation, excuse me, proclamation was signed and slaves were free. Then we had a boom in HBCUs being uh, founded. Uh, so HBC Alumni San Diego is basically, well, it is, excuse me, the only nonprofit in San Diego County that specializes in HBCU advocacy. Oof, that's that heavy resume right there. Okay, okay. Chantil, she's going to try and stump me. She's going to give me three names and see if I can connect them to the almighty Wayans family within six connections. If she's correct, I'll post an I Love San Diego Guardians meme and buy four of her BAM t-shirts. That's Black Athletes Matter. If I win, she'll post up the I Love Parker Edison Project meme on all her Instagram pages. It's pretty simple. And in, in, given the elevator pitch, what are BAM shirts? So BAM basically takes it back to Muhammad Ali, um, the two gentlemen during the Olympics, the year after Muhammad Ali, um, up to the great, late, great Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, everyone, um, Black athletes nationwide, and, um, well, yeah, nationwide and worldwide that have used their platforms to speak about social injustices, whether it be in their, here in America, whether it be police brutality, um, whatever the case may be. Um, so basically, we wanted to say that, you know, the San Diego Guardians, we believe in what LeBron is doing right now. We believe in what Cap did, you know, back in 2017 that cost him his jobs. We believe in our, our Black athletes. We believe in our athletes that have Black uh, colleagues that want to support them and that they have the right to use their platform to speak out on um, what they believe in because essentially they are supposed to be role models. And so, you know, to be able to influence people that is part of their their profession. 
as an athlete. So that's what they're, those, uh, these shirts are for, and all proceeds will be going to the two focal points that I, I discussed. So hashtag BAM, Black Athletes Matter, and hashtag TTS, talk that shit. Chantil's going to give me three names. This is Six Degrees of Separate Weigh-Ins. I got my pen and my paper in front of me. Give me, give me the first one. Let's cook. All right. You ready? I'm okay. here for it. Okay. Let's see. Marla Gibbs. Now look here, chump. Marla Gibbs. Marla Gibbs. Mm-mm-mm. Oh. Oh? Yeah. Marla Gibbs. Oh. Was in the Jeffersons. Oh yeah, Marla Gibbs was in the Jeffersons okay. with Sherman with Sherman Hemsley. Now wait a minute, chump. Sit down. <laughs> Marla Gibbs to Sherman Hemsley and uh, Sherman Hemsley. Probably um, was with Sherman Hemsley. And Sherman Hemsley was in the show A Man with um, I cannot remember her name, but her name is D on the Wayans Brothers TV show. Okay, but who's going to believe that I would marry you? And she played Thelma on A-Man. And I cannot okay. remember her name. It's it's escaping me, but those I are the three people. I can't remember her name right either, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, okay. To okay. the Wayans family, Marla okay. Gibbs. One okay. me. One me. Okay. One point See? me. See, because I wasn't looking on IBM and looking that deep, I thought I had, but it's all good. She was, was my reservoir list. Because I really have eight on my paper. Woo! And she was off to the side. So I shouldn't have started with her because she was a default. But it's all good. See, I shot myself in the foot. Let's go with uh, Monica Calhoun. Monica Calhoun. Okay, so that's one point me and one point Chantille right there. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who Monica Calhoun is. How about that? She she played in um, a number of, of movies, but one of my favorite roles that she played in, and it, it's escaping me to save my life, what her role name was. But she was uh, Morris Chestnut's wife and the best man. Yeah, that was, you, you was going to win that. You were destined to win that one. You were destined to win that one. No, I just, I, when I was going through a list, so I like Googled black actresses and I was going through a list and I was like, oh my God, I love Monica. So, yeah. Woof. One point, hey, and so two. See, I should have started with her then. Yeah. Golly. I was going to take it back. And when I took it back, doggone it, Miss Gibbs, you messed me up. <laughs> oh, and the other was Anna Marie Horsford. That's who that is. Anna yeah, Marie Horsford mm-hmm. is D from the Williams yes. Brothers. One point, Chantil, HBCU and the Guardians. One point, Progress and Project. We got for number three. We got for the third. Oh, we. I'm scared to do this one because I didn't dig deep enough. All right, I'm going to go with her. Irma P. Hall. Irma P. Hall is in. Doggone it! Irma P. Hall is in The Lady Killers, which is an amazing movie by the Coen brothers with Tom Hanks and Marlon Wayans. Rip my wallet, Nail Segundo. He left his wife. Hippie the hop music. Amazing movie. Holy you smokes. You're saying amazing because you knew Marlon was in it. Hush. I'm, and then I watch that movie all the time. Mm-hmm. So right now, you technically won. I'm going to take my victory right there. I'm going to take my... KPBS On Demand is supported by... The University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, 
healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Of course you would. Of course you would, because I heard you've been taking L's. Yo, listen. That's another riveting game. That was my guest, Chantel Webb-Candler, co-owner of the Guardians basketball team. You're listening to the Parker Edison Project. Stay tuned for a convo with photographer Alana Aratam about photographing people of color. Yeah. I'm Parker Edison, and I'll be right back after a quick break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego Unified School District, presenting a public community forum to participate in the selection process, meet and interact with finalists for the superintendent position. Saturday, February 26th. Visit sandiegounified.org slash SUPT search. You're listening to the Parker Edison Project. Next, we'll look at who's behind the camera and how that affects what you see. First off, for the listeners, who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Alana Aratam. I am a fine art photographer. I'm 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 an artist and an activist. I kind of try to use my art as activism. And uh, where are you from? I'm from New York originally. Uh, Spent a great deal of time in Southern California. And I'm now here in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. I appreciate you, you know, jumping on. Thanks a ton for taking the time to talk to me. Because uh, I know you're you're busy. I've seen exhibitions in uh, Miami, Virginia. Of course, you've been your photos have been showcased in uh, BBC News, Vice News, and and uh, I guess first, congratulations on an incredibly successful endeavor. Thank you. Yeah, it actually is surprising. You know, it's a bit surprising. I'm happy. I'm real grateful. I never, I didn't expect the work to be embraced the way it has been embraced. So it's, it's a really nice surprise. Just so I can get everyone up to speed, Alana, can you tell us a little bit more about what the Golden Age series is? So the Golden Age series is a a set or a series of 10 portraits, Black people. Um, I created them sort of in the context of uh, 17th century Dutch Renaissance style portraiture. And the reasoning behind that is because I didn't see us represented in museums and art spaces the way that I thought that we should be. And, you know, growing up as a child, I spent a lot of time in museums, but uh, going inside of those portrait rooms, like I never saw us. And the pictures that I did see of us you know, were in large part serving someone or, you know, in the background somewhere. And so, you know, I kept thinking about what that message was that was sent to me as as a kid, because it took me until the age of 47 to realize I could be an artist. And I think I allowed that to sort of cloud my thoughts on that a little bit, my beliefs on that. And I just didn't want to see that happen with younger people. You know, I felt like they needed to see a representation of themselves in those spaces. You know, in a time when our humanity is continually under attack, you know, the things that we hear about us in the media are awful. And the way that people talk about us, like we're not even human. And I just thought I need to create work that counters that. And I think that's where my activism sort of comes in. Is like, if I hear about these negative stereotypes of who people think we are, I'm going to create something that I feel is more truthful. 
I found this quote and I thought it was really interesting. It's the Chicago Tribune. And you said, finding some sense of hope was way more important than making another collateral piece for the marketing department's company picnic. And that's what that makes me think of. Was there, was there like a, a real life incident that was kind of like the last straw? Or did you find yourself kind of gradually getting there? The straw for me was, you know, this last job at this point, I'm working in the advertising field for over 20 something years. I have an enormous amount of experience behind me. I've worked with some of the biggest brands and still I was not being taken seriously. Still in every single meeting, you know, I'd raise my hand for input and they would look over me. Um, I was the angry black woman because I wasn't, you know, just um, willingly following the lead of people that, you know, I felt like I knew more. And so they were, they were finding me to be a little, I guess, uh, combative or conflict. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they saw me, but it wasn't, it wasn't positive, you know? And so the micromanaging and the microaggressions and all of this stuff on a daily basis was really just doing me in. And at the same time, I'm watching stuff like Ferguson blow off and I'm watching, you know, Black men and women being killed in uh, police custody on a, you know, like a weekly basis. And and the thing was going home and never having the, pro- the time to process that. You know, if you're always having to code switch and be on at work, you don't get a chance to really process that stuff. So I had to squash it down, squash it down. So, yeah, I think I just kind of got to the point where I just couldn't handle it anymore. Like, I, I just couldn't do it that's when I decided to quit that job. And I thought, I know it's going to be the same thing in a different building, you know? And so Mm. what do I want my life to look like? Because this is what I know. This is the experience that I know. I know it's always going to be like this. So if I sign up for this again, I know what I'm getting. Or I could take a risk and do something different and new and just see what happens. You know, I could always go back, right? So I thought, okay, what if I give myself three months, three, to just do everything that I know I'm supposed to do? Let's see where that goes, right? Right? Ooh-wee. <laughs> Yo, you're really at the pulse of something. You're really at the pulse of something right there. No one talks about making that that transition very rarely do artists ever get into that kind of gray area of of transitioning and moving your life i've been in that situation my peers are in that situation and like any anyone that's that's out there right now in the new gig economy is dealing with this situation in some capacity so mm-hmm. can you give me three tips for mm-hmm. for people who are trying to to escape the cubicle um i would say the first thing is to have a vision, like have an idea of what you're trying to accomplish, who you want to be. For me, that's like putting a pin on your GPS and you're telling the map, like, I want to be here. And once you have a pin in that map, you can navigate to that place. But if you don't have a pin dropped in and you're just like, I want to be somewhere, then you are all over the place. There's no direction. You know, you're stopping for gas on this road. You're stopping for food over there, but you're not actually going anywhere. Have a direction. I'd say that's the first thing. The second step, I think, is once you think, okay, well, I want to 
be in this place, then you can start to figure out what that roadmap looks like for you. What do you need to do to get there? What do you need to do to be an artist? Well, I need to practice. I need to get out my, my paint. I need to get out my canvas. I need to get out my camera, whatever it is. And I need to start practicing. I need to learn my craft. I think that that's the other thing and not make excuses. Like be that person. If you want to be healthy, exercise, eat well, you know? And maybe the third thing is um, being gentle with yourself, right? Like not expecting that you put in two weeks worth of work. So therefore you should be there by now. These things take time. And I think that the more that you practice whatever it is that you want to do, the better you're going to get at it. And if you just keep believing that that's where you want to head and that's what, that's the person that you are and that's who you want to be, just keep doing it. Keep doing it until it becomes this masterful thing. I'm going to even add in a bonus number four is to squash the noise that's outside of you because you're always going to have people that are looking at you and thinking that you are this person and now you're trying to be somebody else, how dare you? And they're going to try to pull you down and they're going to try to give you all this negative talk, squash it. Those people Mm. don't have any room to where you're going. So you got to like, let it go. You just got to like, let those people go or use it as fuel. Like I've had, it was a photo rep. He called me a a bottom feeder and told me not to quit my day job. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I I allowed that to sit with me and I was upset with it for a little while. And I thought, hang on, before I saw this person, I was fine with with who I was and what my work was. And I'm going to use that as fuel. I'm going to show him. Have a direction, make a map, be gentle with yourself, squash the noise outside of you, rinse, repeat. Alana's out here giving gems, gems, rewind this, take notes. Oh, man. Um, Real fast. What is don't take pictures? Oh, don't take pictures is a really phenomenal uh, photo publication. And uh, yeah, I was very fortunate that they did a really amazing feature on me. I had some great real estate in there. And um, the essay is written by Gordon Statinius, who is, um, I've been working with him. He's my gallerist in Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia, Candela Gallery. And it's, it's a beautiful article. I'm very, very thrilled to be in this, uh, in this issue. That was Alana Airtam speaking on Escape in the 9 to 5, her journey from the cubicle to the gallery. You've been listening to the Parker Edison Project. This episode is women on film, and it's not just about celebrating people that have done awesome things, but people that have changed the narrative, taken ownership, and become their own bosses. What's more American than that? Speaking of being your own boss, here's someone that does it all. Who are you? Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, my name is Sojourn, and I MC produce and play some drums so having said that here's a tune called more than rap and it goes like this When I bust, it's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whacked. When I bust, it's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whacked.
was born for such a rhyme as this. Word life, letters a right to exist. My message in the bottle of a beat travels across the streams of consciousness until it reaches the peak. At which time it finds a line of the shore where more opportunities knock for me to drop. Thoughts on rise block, shock elements, sojourns, but eloquent to electrify and exemplify the flyness you seek. <laughs> Look no further, this ill word herded as a scuba job deep and floats by my preserver to the average observer. I'm seen as an MC. I'm more than that, it's much more than rap. Cause when I bust, it's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track, engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whack. When I bust, it's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track, engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whack. Shake hands with my mental. It's transcontinental when I ride an instrumental. It's not coincidental when I invent. No, it's a myth. Submit the mix down so you get kicked down with some intellect with your get down. Now, sit down. Make sure you're strapped and tight for the ride of your life. Provided by my mic, we take flight past the train station behind. It's time to break the stratosphere and soar to new heights of the mind. Fueled by imagination, no need to gas up. Jetting at the speed of sound, so mundane planes get passed up. Far above trite, life and strife. Hope you enjoy the sight. When we land, you're at ease. Hope you enjoy the flight. I spark rap art, never was it a game. Pilot, alphabetic flight, suckers, right fiction for fame. No shame in my manner of microphone. Me and his rapper reprimander with the messiah for my commander. When I bust, it's more than just say. In a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track, engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whack. When I bust, it's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track, engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never. Scribble pieces of my soul on sheets and beats controlled by NPCs. 2000 Excels or threes and machines that matter not really. As long as a song batters got sold and sold, I consider it hot or cold, depending upon what region you're from. When seasoning comes from insides, my pen glides to give it a grammatical guide. This rhythm addict will ride at a moment's notice over the opus and provide the tried and true. This poet's pride and leave you hopelessly devoted to the way that I floated, after which it shall be noted. Word, word, excerpts quoted. I'm the cat to blow it up. No, It's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track, engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whack. When I bust, it's more than just saying a rhyme. It's a train of thought that I conduct to run through your mind. Let it ride the track, engineered by my imagination. So have no fear, the trip will never be whack. whack. by the Parker Edison Project. Our musical guest was my guy, Trey Sojourn Hodgins. And the Parker Edison Project is produced and hosted by me, Parker Edison, and the good people at Platform Collection. Be sure to subscribe and catch the next episode on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, visit theparkeredisonproject.com or hit us on Instagram at the PE Project. Kurt Conan is audio production manager 
the awesome Kinsey Morlan is our podcast coordinator. Uh, hey, Parker, real quick. It's actually Kinsey Moreland. Let me try it again. Kinsey Moreland. Okay, take two. Kinsey Moreland is our podcast coordinator and the mighty infamous Lisa Jane Morissette is operations manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Decker is director of programming. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. I really like saying that because it reminds me of Sesame Street. Hey, don't miss the next episode. Be safe out there. KPBS On Demand is supported by Revivership. If you suffer side effects from cancer treatments or chronic conditions, Revivership Holistic Cancer Wellness Center may help. Receive integrative, collaborative care from trained specialists. Learn how Revivership may help you live your best life at revivership.com. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu.